Hi, I'm Van Kelly, and I can hit a baseball right-handed, and I can hit a baseball left-handed. You'd call that a switch hitter. Hmm. Hey, I'm Paul Patrick, and my favorite soda is Diet Right. What is happening, and welcome to our podcast, Every Day I'm Different, a show celebrating the different places our personalities take us. Each episode, me, Van Kelly, and my co-host, Paul Patrick, will give you guys an insight into our lives through some personal stories on a variety of topics. Paul, what is happening, brother? Not too much. A little chilly. It's cold outside. It's cold outside, but I also am abstaining from turning on heat. Yeah. I'm going for the October, November, no high electricity bill month. Oh man, mine was mega cheap just the other day. Yeah, I love it. Some some people grow mustaches in (laughs) in November for some reason. Some people grow beards. Some people abstain from masturbation. There's like no fap November. What the fuck? What is wrong with you? No. Uh, I have not heard that. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing that sad people do. Alcohol, I heard today, sober October. Oh, I've never heard that before. Is that like to try and get ready for the being drunk all the rest of the holidays? It is people's way of exercising that maybe they don't feel comfortable with themselves. Paul, I mean, listen. If you can't if, control yourself, no, exactly. I know. If, if if you have an issue, if you have a disease, it's like the poor blue working man's Lent. You know? Did you ever do, have you ever uh, done that? Um, I've never abstained from anything for any other reason than I wanted to for a couple for for as long as I wanted to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have yeah. you? Um, in college, I did one of those. Uh, we d- I did a masturbation bet with a buddy of mine. Like, and but I that's a bet. That's not abstaining. Well, but we were abstaining. The bet was how who could abstain the longest. I thought you meant because it was part of like a ritual or some no. douchey ceremony. No, or no, no, like clearing my head or just like. Or do what Lent. you want. Yeah, I, I I am very very lucky that I have not. I don't have addiction problems. That's I'm very very lucky. So yeah, I've never never gone dry. Okay. Um, what is the topic this week? What were we Alcoholism. talking about? Alcoholism. How, no. how do we get on that? What, the fact that we... it's November. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm abstaining from heat, right. which is why it's cold as shit in my apartment. I'm hoodied up. I don't know. I'm I like wearing the... a sweater. It's cool. I kind of like the feeling sometimes when you come home from work and you have to get all bundled up. You know, it's like a reason to just be a sloth on your couch. Well, I like getting bundled up on the couch, but I yeah. also, I, I dig um, turning the heat off and then having a fire going so you get yeah. that heat. Or even like a space heater, so you get yeah. a weird zone of heat. Well, I'm, uh, not a, yeah. I'm not a millionaire, a doctor, or a lawyer <laughs> who has a fucking fireplace, Paul. <laughs> I'm looking at a fireplace right now. <laughs> That's I'm sure it's not functional. But, first of all, uh, I, I actually have two uh, quote unquote. I'm doing Air Bunnies listeners uh-huh. fireplaces that are looking at each other. One was made by the fine Amish people, and you plug in, and it's an electric oh, one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that and over there. The yeah. Other one has been walled up. Oh, is it walled up? I guess. That's and this a place, I think, used to be a uh, crematorium or a uh, no, a, a, a funeral parlor. Really? So maybe you are know, you kidding? Wow. That's what they tell me. Interesting. So maybe people used to be burnt up in that bitch. OK, 
Okay. All right. Let's I, go back to the ghost stories. Let's uh, not topic. Let, and, let's not. Yeah. Okay. And say we did. Okay. Uh, let's talk about our categories, Paul. I think okay. I'm going to go first because I've got the lighter one. All right. I want to talk about comedy troops. Comedy troops. Comedy. Oh, okay. Wow. I heard All that right. little uptick in your voice. There. I love a comedy troupe. I auditioned to be in an improv group in college. We did not make the cut. Okay. See, now that's something I was going to. That's I'm sorry, I'm kind, jumping the gun here. Yes. Kind of the nuances of what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Is. First, I can tell you are a fan of comedy troops. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, you just throw them out there, I'll tell right. you yay or nay. Um, well, I don't know many. Okay. And I'm not here to discuss so much ones that, well, we will down the line, maybe. Okay, okay. Uh, so that's two j- gun jumps for you there. <laughs> yeah, listen. I thought this <laughs> is the lighter category. Come on. Um, I Do you prefer sketch comedy troops or improv comedy troops? That's really I, the core of where I thought this was going to go. I guess I'm going to say sketch because I've definitely seen a lot more, a lot better sketch comedy. And sketch comedy, it, yeah, there's, there's a place in the world for improv, but I've also sat through some painfully, painfully unfunny improv. I dated a girl last year who was in a comedy improv, or excuse me, a musical improv group. Sick, sly way to brag about dating an actress. That's right. Oh. No, um, Let's not call her an actress or a comedian, even though she's, <laughs> she's done stand-up. But, uh, yeah, um, it was it was I painful. dated an unfunny, untalented person who enjoyed being in front of other people. Yeah, true story. And uh, That's like a, mm. a, a model or one of those statues people who they hire for parties, you know? I mean, alright, it's not that she was unfunny. It was more, you watch her bits and you're like, well, that was cute. It's not funny. It's not, like, terrible. It's just like, alright, you observed things. And then the musical <laughs> comedy, or the musical improv, was just weird and, and wasn't unfunny, but also, Ooh. I'm not I'm not running to go back musical to musical improv. improv. Where they, like, make up songs and they have somebody playing along on a piano and... And now you man. notoriously have high standards for singing improv because yeah. you do That's right. dirty improv in the shower. And I'm morning. very good at it. I was literally just singing something to myself as I walked up to your apartment. What was I singing? I, it was really good. It ended with, like, blow me in the ass. And it, it, and it rhymed. And I was very proud of myself. So... Wow, yeah. you're like you're like B Rabbit, like walking down the street yeah. instead of just doing you know progressive rhymes about being a uh, minority in their inner city hood. You are doing dirty limericks. Yes, yeah, okay, and I'm very good at it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, I'm gonna say sketch because I mean, off the top of my head, I can name. A dozen, probably, sketch comedy groups. A dozen. Eh, half a dozen. Bullshit. I was going to say bullshit. Give half a dozen. I can, okay. I, right. I can well, let's go. S- Back and forth. Let's see how well-versed we are. Okay. Um, I'll go first, because I think I know less. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm going to tickle your fancy bones here. Okay. You may not know. I know this one. Uh-huh. And this could be, like, top tier, and I'm okay. just giving you, you know, like, an obvious one. Okay. Second City. Oh, I wasn't even... Is Second City sketch, or are they improv? I thought they were sketch. Okay, Weren't they may they? be. They probably are both. Honestly, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but for this, either both. Okay, 
Okay. Yeah. In that same vein, then, I'm going to say UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, well, they had a show on Comedy Central like Who 20 years ago. Amy Poehler. And I thought she was Second City. No, she was. Maybe she did that too, but she was UCB. And like, if you, if I is, showed you the pictures of the other is, UCB guys, you would know them all. Is UCB um, the people who may eventually made, made Wet Hot American Summer? No, that's, well, that's, I have another one, so you go next. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Broken Lizard. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Monty Python. Yeah, I'm going to go with the easy ones. Fuck you. <laughs> Come on. I may be out. What's the one? Uh, 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 seedlings, saplings. Uh, the groundlings. Groundlings. Yeah. Groundlings. Yeah. Is that mine? That's mine. No, that was mine. <laughs> seedlings right. and saplings. Wet Hot American Summer is the state. The state? The state. Okay. Yeah. Uh, kids in the hall. That's a good one. Yeah. Um... This is a sketch show. It's not a group. It's just two guys, Mitchell and Webb. That Mitchell and Webb look was a British show. Oh, well, for yeah. doing that, fucking. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 it was a sketch show. Lieberwitz and Golfelstein or whatever. Oates and Golfelstein. What are their names? The two little. Garfunkel and Oates? Garfunkel and Oates. Okay. Yeah. I feel like they're probably more. I don't know if they're musical improv or do they do sketches? I don't know. Flight of the Conk. I don't know. Sense. Yeah, I'm out. That's why I'm the whitest kids things. you know. I forgot about the whitest yeah. kids you know. I kind of like. What was their? Oh, um, President Lincoln gets shot in the ass. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was yeah. hilarious. So there's a lot out there. There's some. There's some. There's some. And that's all talent. I know. Do you know more? Uh, I feel like I must, but I think we've taken them all for now. So, what got me? Thinking about this topic yeah. was I had never seen by choice because although I find it funny at points, I don't find it groundbreaking. I don't find it especially intelligent. I just find it goofy and at times funny, but Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Wow. I'm not a diehard. I, I, I don't uh, defend it. Now, I, I like Life of Brian better. See, that's but... what I was going to say. I've never seen Life of Brian until yeah. recently. They put yeah. it on Netflix. Oh, is it on Netflix? I watched it. Sweet. I liked it tremendously. Well, I love more. Life of Brian. I like uh, Holy Grail a lot. Um, but I was actually just listening to another podcast uh, the last, about both of those movies. The and, last yeah. 45 minutes of Monty Python and the Holy Grail is It atrocious. trails off. Yeah, it is atrocious. more. It, it just trails off, and there's there's some, some rough stuff in there. The highs of Holy Grail are probably higher than Life of Brian to me, but Life of Brian is far better sustained. And like you, it, like if you just know about their production, they were having a whole lot of better time on Life of Brian. They mm. were getting along. Like Graham Chapman was a massive alcoholic on uh, uh, Holy Grail. Now, does he play Brian? Is he Brian yes. also? Yeah. So he's like their main actor. He's the yeah, one they sit at least their in those. Yeah. Around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just love the cloying Jewish mother. This <laughs> is by far my favorite part of. And if you have any Jewish family, as I do. It rings slightly true, obviously, obviously, over the top. Everything they do rings true. The Latin scene in that movie where the centurion comes around and collect or corrects the Latin grammar. I mean, I I show that to students because it's like, oh, that's what I say to you all every day. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Conjugate the verb to go. (laughs) Um, 
Uh, yeah, I've been singing uh, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life I mean, to myself. I mean, really so fantastic. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. one of the best endings of any movie ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and love I did not that movie. realize that that was their original song. Yes. I thought they were just taking like an old 60s like hippie song. That was like Eric Idle's thing. I was reading up a lot recently on like how they got together and, you know, that was like musical, you know, writing crazy, hilarious songs. That was his deal, I think. But it wasn't, see, that's the thing is like when you listen to the lyrics, it's not like a goo, it's not like a weird owl song or anything no like that. It, it's like, great yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's a, yeah it's not a goofy song it's, yeah it's i could just, see it totally being done by like mungo jerry or something like yeah, that you yeah. know yeah uh so let me let me posit a theory to you okay that i've been developing okay i like you enjoy the sketch comedy people oh which we're forgetting the one where did will ferrell come up was he a Groundlings guy? He probably was a ground. Like most of SNL comes from Second City or Groundlings. L.A. is so, Groundlings, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the sketch comedy better. Okay. Than I like the improv. Okay. But when all of them, which they eventually do or get a chance to, make films and go into the film uh, industry, yeah, I think the improv guys make better movies and the sketch stuff doesn't play as well as you can see with a lot of the SNL movies. Um, yeah, but that's when you're taking a, a sketch that already exists and like blowing it up. No, you know? I'm just even talking about sketch people making movies. See, I've, some of the my favorite movies are like the, the States movies, um, Wet Hot American Summer and like all of David Wayne. He's the guy who directed and then Michael Showalter uh, wrote um, so they've done things like, uh, what's that fucking Amy Poehler was just in it. Um, it's, it's a few years ago. It was Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. And it, Oh, is, you love that. About I the do. Couples. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. forget the name. They came that. together. They, they came, came together. together. Um, but, uh, role models and just any, anything that those state guys do. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of. See, I like the, uh, the improv guys. I, I like the Will Ferrell's and, and that group probably better. Yeah, and well, I mean, you'd say so you'd say Will Ferrell is more sketch than comedy based or um, improv. Based? No, improv. I think he's more improv than sketch based. See, but I mean, he spent he made his bones on Saturday Night Live, right? But so. I feel like they turned the camera over to him. He wasn't a you have a script sketch guy. They were like. You're going to be the guy Probably. to do what you want. I mean, because that's where comedy has been for the last 15 years in movies. You know, yeah. it's like they just improv half the scenes and see what you know, throw at the wall and you put the rest of the scenes in the credits. And be Gat so. Wolf of Wall Street, that piece <laughs> of shit. Really? Was that mostly improv? Oh, yes. Scorsese improv that movie? Oh, my God, man. Yeah. yeah, he would just leave the camera on him. It is fucking annoying. It that's- is terrible. Uh, yeah, that movie is a gauntlet to to get through. There's there's good to it, but yeah. yeah. Very very I just well. thought about a sketch group, a sketch show that um, I was went on a deep dive on last week for some fucking reason. The Carol Burnett show. Oh, Were you at okay. all at Carol Burnett? Because um, what happened is I came home one day and Mama's Family was on TV. And Mama's Family was a sketch originally on the Carol Burnett show. Oh, yeah? And then the fucking Mama's Family show. Did you ever watch Mama's Family in the 80s? Uh, uh, remind me. It's Vicki Lawrence is like an old Southern grandmother and her dumb son and uh, his wife live with her. And it, it it's really low rent and I come, kind of super stupid. I come from a family that had people who watched Hee Haw. <laughs> well, so then I'm you should have watched imagine. Mama's Family. 
But the craziest thing to me was that Mama's family ran for oh, like God, six yes. years. That old bitty. Yeah. Oh, and that, she, that show ran forever. She had an attitude. Wasn't she also like 40, but she just put right. on a wig? Yeah, Vicki Lawrence was like okay. 35 or something. Okay. But anyway, that show start or that show started as a sketch on Carol Burnett, where Carol Burnett Carol Burnett played her daughter. Uh-huh. Vicki Lawrence was on the Carol Burnett show. Okay. But before they made Mama's family, they made a TV movie about the Carol Burnett character and her mama and all the family. And it it was more of a drama and it took place in like four time periods. And in the last time period, mama had just died. They came back from the <laughs> funeral. It's like, what the, f-? and I actually watched this on YouTube. I'm like, what Jesus the fuck am I watching Christ. that dear listeners, you can go watch. Uh, I think it's called Eunice. It was a CBS TV movie. And, and it was like I was watching a stage play. That's how they staged it. And uh, it was like they were trying to make their August Osage County before that was written, I guess. And uh, so. every day I'm different listeners who side with me and most of the time just nod because we all know we're not going to go do that. That is for certain. August Osage County. I'm sorry, we're really getting on a, off on a tangent. Yeah, anyway, here, back to sketch how comedy. How <laughs> fucking good is August Osage County? You know, I didn't see it till I uh, went to a one-act festival my niece was in. It's not a one-act. Uh, no, I know, okay. but uh, a school at this one-act festival had taken an, a scene from uh-huh. it and had made it, or I guess there's a one-act of it yeah. that exists. Um, and, Ooh, I hope uh, it's the one where uh, Academy Award winner, what's her name, is just throwing pills at her face. Julia Roberts? No, the other, the mom. Well, yeah, because it like I remember the the uh, the sketch. The one act ended with "I've got the pills now." Yeah, like, yeah. oh, it is that yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. the dinner yeah. scene. It's yeah. gotta be the I, dinner I wanna, scene. Maybe it started as a one act actually. Yeah. So, anyway, August. I yeah. told somebody recently. I was like, "You would love August Osage County," and they looked at me very strangely. <laughs> Not the way one reacts when you're like, "Oh, you would love that movie," and they were like. What do you think you know about me, Van? And I was just like, ah, oh, shit. I'm a you little know surprised what? you like it. You know actually. what? If somebody did watch August Osage County and some and one of their friends was like, you would love this movie, I'd be like, what the fuck does that friend think about me? That is yeah. a weird, fucked up movie. I can't anyway. believe I was forgetting Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, a yeah, yeah, big fan. I'm okay. Yeah, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. I love Bob Odenkirk, but. Yeah. So how come you never uh, followed through on that? On what? You said you tried out for one, right? Oh, I, I tried. There was a, um, I guess it was a, I think it was a sketch group, not an, no, maybe it was an improv group. Um, both. They did sketch and they did improv. And a buddy of mine and I, we tried out for it and I thought that we were pretty funny, but uh, I guess they were too good for us, but uh, they, they weren't that good either. So, <laughs> you know. They're not making movies now? No. Okay. No. I gotcha. Yeah, I would have liked to try it out for one. I don't know why I never did. It's fun to like do improv or yes. I don't know about writing and coming up with sketches. See, I think I would that, be better at that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I don't know that I've got that originality talent to me that I, I don't know. Don't I take love enough drugs, sketch comedy. Bro. I guess not. Yeah. I guess not. <laughs> so All right. Anything else on uh, uh comedy troops? Go check out uh, that mental and web look. It no, is absurd no, no. and fantastic. Do not do that. <laughs> no, no. It's don't, it's not Mama's Family. Trust me. This right. is recent. No, go see Mama's Family. <laughs> that gets the Van Kelly stamp of approval. But you know how it is, people. We start watching that and those YouTube numbers in flame. We're going to have a reboot of this shit. 
They consider Lonely Island a sketch comedy group. Uh, I could see that. I, I guess. Them yeah, too. I like that. Robot Chicken, even. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think Wikipedia is going off the rails I, here, dear listeners. I, th- I think once uh, 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 human beings are taken out and replaced with clay, I don't mm. think that can any longer be considered a comedy troupe. No, no. Yeah. So what's your topic, Paul? Well, um, jobs, which I feel like we have discussed before, but I more have a particular uh, quandary. I was going to say quandary. Oh, okay. And um, it's about my current job and whether or not I should stay here. Okay. Um, I have been where I have, uh, teaching at our school for uh, 15 years. But um, as I've talked about, I'm getting married soon. And going to be moving uh, away from the area. Um, I've got... It, it, I'm moving close enough. I'm going to commute. But next year, I am starting to really wonder if I should go ahead and pull the trigger and and try to get a job someplace else. There's uh, lots of schools closer to where I'm going to be living that actually pay quite a bit more money. So you're stuck, talking about still being a professor? Yes, uh, okay, well, that, that's different. I thought you were talking about joining the working world. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to... expect gonna, results. Well, I'm going to go work for Amazon. I hear they're <laughs> opening a new head, headquarters, and I'm sure they're going to be hiring, you know, for $150,000. going to write code for Twitter. That's right. That's my job. Hmm. But I've been trying to, to, to think a lot about this. Do I want to give up what I've built here? Do I want to give up the... And, and I, I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I mostly wanted to ask you how you felt about prestige in your job and whether or not that... <laughs> I know. I, I knew that was going to be your reaction. <laughs> like, obviously, I have built up relationships and connections and, you know, I, I've made inroads in certain ways. And if I go someplace else, I'm going to be starting all over in a lot of ways. Um, on the one hand, I don't know that I care about starting over because starting over means, in a lot of ways, a lot less responsibility. I'm going to be asked to chair you know, fewer things. I'm going to be asked to, to take part in fewer committees or what, you know, fewer groups. And so, so in a lot of ways... Of, what sort of... Explain to me. Lay out some of these, these pathways and connections and benefits you have garnered while here. <laughs> Um, on, on a a level of say students, at least, I feel like I have built a bit of a reputation for good or for evil, but I generally think it's decent that there's, there's, there's families, there's, uh, well not families, but there's students. Uh, and if I, you know, run into siblings of a student, um, it's, they, they, they take my classes because they've, they've heard good things. They've, they've, siblings have been fans or, you know, they've heard, They've heard positive things. And not that you can't build that up again, but that's one thing. Just reputation among, you know, the community. That you go from being being somebody to being nobody. Um, and say, you know, chair of my department right now. Mm-hmm. That uh, if I give that up, I go into a different school. Certainly, especially because of the type of school I'd be looking at. Uh, that would not be on the table. But then... What I got to ask myself is, do I care about those sorts of things? And is that a position that I even want? And why would I want that in the first place? So, uh, Yeah. I mean, unless you're looking to move up, what right. good does all that good graces and, yeah. and, and clout, for <laughs> lack of a better word, get right. you? And that is 
That is a fantastic question. And I think the answer probably more is nothing. And I should just not consider those things at all. Mm-hmm. Stop being scared of new things and changes and just pull the trigger. You yeah. know? I mean, there's a lot that I would be... there, And there's more I'd be giving up. Professional relationships that uh, I think I would keep some of those up. But, you know, it's it's going to be different. You have to start all over making those relationships at a different uh, different location. And it's... It's a that's all. It could be a hard thing. Maybe it'd be super easy, and I'm being silly, and the benefits way, way, way out way, way the. Uh, Radiohead you know. did say meeting people is easy. Really? Yeah, it's the um, name of their documentary after OK Computer. Oh, well, I've never liked Tom York. Really? So. I mean, you know what? Hey, you know what? Feel fine because Tom York probably doesn't <laughs> like you either. To be fair, yeah. he probably doesn't like you. <laughs> who? Paul who? Yeah, right, exactly. That's uh, right, Tom. Paul who? <laughs> um, I will say this. Uh, moving to, because I grew up and went to uh, college and grad school and everything in the same town uh, where I grew up, and finally moving away and getting a job in another city. Yeah. Was one of the coolest, was uh, rewarding experiences of my life. Not not in a douchey way that tons of people in my life have tried to uh, hold over me as superiority of like being from a place and not moving makes you less of a uh, a person. Yeah, you know. Um, but in a way that just like I find it fun and competitive and interesting to like not force yourself but have to ingrain yourself in people's lives who you've never met before and i think that that is actually something i need i think i've i've been feeling a bit of uh i don't know if ennui is the right word here i've been feeling a little bit of drift but you also are going to have some sort of anchor there see i like the anonymity i like the fact that i could have you know, showed up here and said my name was something ridiculous, and you guys <laughs> just would have had to take me at my word. That's true. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be working. Uh, so, uh, dear listeners, it would be uh, moving because uh, I'd be getting married, and so my then wife. Uh, but we wouldn't be in the same department. We wouldn't be working. You're right. There would be an anchor, though. I couldn't just be anybody. But right. I would be in a in a location where nobody knew me. So. Like, I wouldn't be working side-by-side with her in the same building or anything. Um, It's hard for me to gauge this discussion the same way you... uh, uh, For the same reasons you are looking at at it, because I don't care about my (laughs) reputation in terms of this job. Right. You know, now if I was doing like what I wanted to do and like, let's say in some perfect dream world, like I was, uh, uh, being, I was continually published by like a publishing company and I had an agent there and I had grown connections there and that's a job I really wanted to do. Yeah. I would be going through the same thing as you and I don't know. That's slightly different, though, because you can move and still make it work. Right. With that. Right. But I think, I don't know, man. I was raised like, there's a certain, like, commitment to staying with the same people for a long time. And I, I, it, I've, I've got a lot of connections to where I am now, In the, you know, regardless of what was built. There were already connections there. 
So I, there's a lot that would be keeping me here. I think that the writing's on the wall, that it's going to happen eventually, whether it's this year or next year. It's more of a question of when. But why wouldn't you guys just move halfway in between the two schools? Well, see, we do. We already. So in terms of of commute, uh, it's really not going to be any different. Uh, Money is an issue, honestly. Uh It it would be a lot more. You know, 20000 actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're not messing around with that. Um, That that 20000 is not exactly because of some of the the bonuses I get right now for, you know, extra duties I have. But I thought you meant rents. Like, if you... Wait, you're saying where you're moving to is hey. halfway yes. in between? Yes, it already is. The place where oh. I'll be moving, where my girlfriend already lives, is halfway between is already. her yes. job and your job. Yes, exactly. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, so it's not yeah, the commute. If, if she's going to commute, why don't you just keep commuting? Well, that's that was my plan. Honestly, yeah. um, there were factors like the salary uh-huh. is a pretty big factor. Um, Are I've, there trains you could get? Um, maybe. I just don't know how I'd get from the train station to our school, honestly. Yeah. That would be more of a, you know, have to take an Uber or something. At that point, it's probably not cost beneficial. Yeah. And yeah. also go in the wrong direction. So probably not a train going the direction I need it to go in. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, actually, it's the commute. The commute does not bother me at all. It's really just uh, change for change sake. Maybe I need that change. Maybe I need to push myself in a different direction and start over and build something again and you know, maybe I'll realize, oh, wait, I don't like doing this at all. First of all, Paul, you don't have to do anything. Well, that's true. You just have to do what you want to do. That is super, super true. Yes. And that's what I can't decide what I want to do, whether I, I want to keep where I am, build what I've got, or whether I'm resting on my laurels and I need to and I want to push myself in a different direction. You know, a great philosopher by the name of Charles Sebastian Bukowski I don't think his middle name was Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Could have been, though. Um, Charles said yes. on his... Old Chucky. Uh, said on his tombstone, don't try. So don't try to find what you want. Just do it for a while. And I okay. feel like you'll... If you have to live and and you are commuting, mm-hmm. don't try to decide whether you like one or not or the other. If you're doing it and you're commuting and it doesn't seem like that big of a fucking deal, you'll keep doing it right yeah absolutely yeah it would be one thing if i was under the impression your wife's school was like a five minute ten minute drive no. from her place no no she so why the fuck about does she live where she lives now cost cost of living oh okay yeah. so the cost of living near her school is ridiculous yes yeah uh, at least for when she as a single person was purchasing i'm sure in a few years and that's actually why i say writing's on the wall yeah that you know within a few years uh, once we've been together, uh-huh. I have no doubt we'll upgrade and yeah. uh, find some place. And then uh, at that point, commute you know down here would certainly be out of the question, or right. we'd just be a little more more of a bear that I'd be real, willing to deal with. I, uh, to be honest, one of the main reasons I haven't relocated, it's not because I'm afraid to, or because I necessarily like this place any more than any others. Yeah, but. Moving is such a goddamn hassle. Yeah, All I mean, the fucking paperwork. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, the moving, just my fucking apartment, is bad enough. Right. Yes. But moving schools, everything that I'd have to do. You know who to, I have yeah. mad respect for? Hmm. People who move long distances. Yeah. Like I have buddies who move across the country. How in the world? West coast to east coast, east yeah. coast to west coast. 
How do you do that? I've had friends, you probably do too, in the college community where uh, they stay one year, one college, and you know they're not tenured. So, and I've had friends who have gone from Chicago to North Carolina to Upstate New York year after year. Like Jesus, how do you even keep up with? That? I have so much furniture. I feel like it would take five <laughs> fucking trucks, yeah, to get my shit placed. And can you imagine packing and unpacking that often? Oh, I've, my I've only been in God. my apartment two years, two and a half years, yeah. And and I'm just like it's not long enough. I have I, I just unpacked this. I haven't even organized my books yet. Yeah. I mean I'm, we're moving in. That's I'm, I'm excited right. for that part. But but you know what sucks about education hmm. is that let's say you were at a private business yeah. in the working world. You know the private sector, as Dr. Venkman says. Okay. You could use all this as leverage. There would be options for you. Sure. It's yeah. just like. All right, you're an educator. We'll find another educator. <laughs> you know, there will be somebody else who wants to be a professor, and they may be better than you or not, but there will be people, and we'll find them, yeah. because we can't give you any more than we can give somebody else, no matter sure. what you do. If you Well, and that also speaks to the kind of school we teach at. I mean, I've got friends in different schools that, you know, obviously negotiation is on the table. Really? They, oh, absolutely. Well, and the downside is that is, you know, they also have to negotiate raises each year, or they don't get an automatic bump necessarily, but uh, like when, say, they go get and get get a master's, you know, right. we get something automatically added, they had to go negotiate for it. But they can also say, I'm being courted by this other school, what can you More offer so me? probably a doctorate. Um, no, ma- master's too, yeah. Uh, no, most of us college professors have masters already. I mean, you'd be surprised because of how many positions out there they're not willing to pay for. So that's mo- most uh, most of my friends who uh, teach uh, at uh, an actual college level. They uh, they themselves only have masters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Wait, well, how yeah. are we confused there? You, you because you originally said they get pay increases like if they get their masters. I'm saying no. You pretty much have to have a masters. Oh right, oh, right. right. No, yeah. absolutely. Then yeah. That's why I said doctor. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's my two cents. Yeah. Uh, I, I am holden to no man and it's really a self-confidence thing. I can't imagine anybody wants me around that much that they would be <laughs> like, all right, we're really losing a keystone of this organization here. Oh, and, and I feel no connection to, 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 to really anything or anybody, Paul. So, and that's actually some of my hubris, I think coming through that, uh, it's not that I think that I'm uh, irreplaceable. It's quite the opposite. I uh, have the fear that, of course, the next person to come along will be like, wow, this guy's actually amazing. Well, thank God we finally got him, and that, uh, that joker is long gone. Oh, see, yeah. now, I yeah. call that the reality of the situation. <laughs> right, right. Somebody There's... would come in, and they'd be just be like, wow. Oh, yeah. Fucking Kelly was just really skating by all those years. <laughs> Yeah, that's and newsflash. I am. Hey, except listen. for this podcast, I give this one all my all people don't think I hold back a <laughs> thing. But yeah, that's uh, that's uh, my my one of my bigger fears, and yeah. uh, it's uh, that's dumb. And when I when you're gone, who cares anyway? That is. See, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to sound too morbid. Some people will be glad you're gone. Some people will be oh, sad. No, wait, did that you you're mean gone. die or? Well, that too. Okay, yeah, that's where I was going with it. I was right. like. Eh, move or don't move. You'll hey, be dead eventually. We're not Achilles here. We're not going to be remembered 2,000 years after we're dead. 3,000 yes. years. I don't know. That's what I'm trying. I'm striving. I'm yeah. striving for. That's all. That's all I want. <laughs> 
I'm foregoing kids and wives and mortgages for that. Trying to build to a monument more Achilles. lasting than bronze. Yeah. It's <laughs> Ozymandias. No, oh, okay. We're going to have a, a big old thing out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. A big statue. <laughs> uh, any last thoughts on jobs and or comedy troops? Nope. I'm quitting my job and joining a comedy troupe. It I have decided. It would be sad to leave one comedy troupe to go to another <laughs> comedy troupe. But what if the other comedy troupe is so much better? That'd be a goofy troop. Yeah. Goof troop. Remember that show? I never watched it. Really? I was going to make the goof troop uh, gag, but I don't I don't I can't I can't back it up with anything. Never uh, watched Goof Troop. Was it one of the Disney afternoon block of cartoons with Yeah, it was the ones where they took a character and made a spin-off and this one particular one was Goofy. Well, no, I get it. I'm saying I like I watched DuckTales and Tailspin yeah, and all that. But you weren't a I guess I was uh, I was gone before Goof Troop showed up. Okay, bedtime? Right. No, I mean, I aged out. I think I was was 10 instead of, you know, 8 by then, so I was not watching it still. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to us ramble, as (laughs) always, people. For Paul Patrick, I'm Van Kelly. Thanks for listening, guys. Every day I'm different. And don't forget to catch us on Twitter at EDID Podcast. And on Facebook, just search Every Day I'm Different.